This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, welcome to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. You know, folks, the... um... Ed Sullivan Theater here is a Broadway theater, um, but this is a late-night comedy show, so if anyone here was expecting to see The Lion King, uh... I'm sure you're upset, but uh, Hakuna Matubad. And even though this is a late-night comedy show, we try to talk about what people are talking about every day. And today, I'm sure you know, what everybody's talking about is horrible and familiar and horrible because it is so familiar. Yesterday, there was yet another school shooting, this time in Nashville, and it's impossible not to read this news or see any of the footage without being heartbroken for all those people and for our beautiful country because this is the 130th mass shooting of 2023 And 2023 is only 87 days old. Not doing anything about this is an insane dereliction of our collective humanity. And the obvious solution here is one President Biden has proposed, an assault weapons ban. We've had one before, from 1994 to 2004, and it worked. During that ban, the risk of dying in a mass shooting was 70% lower than it is today. That just makes sense. Fewer guns equals fewer shootings. It's the same reason. It's not complicated. It's not complicated. Might be hard, but it's not complicated. That's just math. It's the same reason these days we have fewer strangulations with a landline. It's just, it's a simple, common-sense idea that Republicans are desperate to talk about anything else. Take congressman and guy on the sexual harassment training Zoom (laughs) who's about to unmute and explain that the girl in scenario B overreacted because, if anything, the warehouse guys were giving her a compliment. Tim Burchett. (laughs) Burchett opposes doing an assault weapons ban and apparently doing anything else. Here's what the congressman said about the shooting. It's a horrible, horrible situation, and we're not going to fix it. Criminals are going to be criminals. Yes, I suppose, I suppose, as a lawmaker, he could, I don't know, make a law, but that sounds like a lot of work. Despair, (laughs) despair is so much more efficient. It reminds me of that sign on the subway. If you see something, whatevs, bomber's gonna bomb. Here's the next thing he said. My daddy fought in the Second World War, fought in the Pacific, fought the Japanese, and he told me, he said, buddy... He said, if somebody wants to take you out and doesn't mind losing their life, there's not a whole heck of a lot you can do about it. 
Counterpoint, elementary school is not supposed to be like World War II. Come on. That... That's why you never hear, uh, attention students, it's Tuesday, that means Sloppy Joe's for lunch, and for recess, we're storming Iwo Jima. <laughs> now, one guest on Fox News, who is speaking under footage here, uh, said this. That seems to be a common pattern in many of these shootings. Hmm. What could that that be that she's referring to? That one piece of equipment involved in every mass shooting. For no reason, I'm going to drink this glass of water while she says what that is. A side door. <laughs> really? A side door. That, that's the problem. Okay. Soon, that uh, desperate hunk of bullcrap was spread all over Fox News. The fact that this person could go through a side door um, means that security needs to be taken more seriously. If this door, even if it was another door, a side door, uh, was open and accessible. Close it. Lock the damn door. Period. Yes, clearly we need common sense door reform, but... (laughs) Folks, we can't stop at side doors. Did you know that most people enter a building at the front door? So, we clearly need to get rid of those, too. And here's how it'll work. On the first day of kindergarten, you drop your kids off at school, kiss them goodbye, then they just brick up the entrance. (laughs) One tube in for food, one tube out for waste. Twelve years later, we bust down the wall, Kool-Aid man style, (laughs) give them their diplomas, and then, and only then, inform them there was once this thing called slavery and that gay people exist. (laughs) They can't learn that in school. It's far too dangerous. Now... Oh, yeah! Another tragedy Republicans refuse to do anything about, the former president. He's in a whole mess of trouble, including right here in Manhattan, where he's facing indictment for illegal campaign contributions and covering up the Stormy Daniels affair. And yesterday, we got uh, a new twist involving former National Enquirer publisher and dentist explaining that while you're out, someone stole all your teeth, David Pecker. And like always, it's never good when the pecker unexpectedly pops up. (laughs) He already testified in this, the Stormy case, but something spicy must be going on because yesterday, pecker testified again in the hush money inquiry. Or as the National Enquirer reported it, bombshell, Harry cheats on Meghan with Bat Boy. (laughs) So, why is pecker even involved? Well... The guy is known for helping the former prez quash embarrassing gossip by paying for exclusive rights to someone's story with no intention of publishing it, a practice they call catch and kill. Catch and kill, of course, also the less popular cousins of Snap, Crackle, and Pop. (laughs) Now, with the walls, with the indictment walls closing in, last night the ex-president sat down with his buddy, conservative pundit, and the first thing Fox News viewers see when they die, Sean Hannity. (laughs) He's waiting. He's on the other side. (laughs) Hannity asked the former president about his Truth Social post from the weekend where he put up this threatening photo of himself wielding a baseball bat next to a photo of Manhattan D.A. Alvin Bragg's head. It seems ominous, but not if you ask the guy holding the bat. You have to understand that when the story was put up, I put up a story, we didn't see pictures, and they put up a picture of me and you know where I was holding the baseball bat? It was at the White House, 
Make America, Buy America, because they did a lot of Buy America things. And this is a company that makes baseball bats. Then they put next to that picture a picture mm -hmm. of Alvin Bragg. I didn't do it. They did it. The, the, I guess the people that do the paper or somebody put pictures together. After that rambling explanation, I think I have a pretty good idea of who got hit in the head with a bat. <laughs> Hannity also asked the former president about the FBI's investigation into his mishandling of classified records and desperately tried to give him an escape route. I can't imagine you ever saying, um, bring me some of the boxes that we brought back from the White House. I'd like to look at them. Did you ever do that? I would have the right to do that. There's nothing wrong with but it. But I know you. I don't think you would do well, it. Well, I don't have a lot of time, but I would have the right to do that. Right. I would do that. There'd be All right, let me move on. <laughs> objection, objection, Your Honor. Leading the witness and somehow failing to do that. <laughs> the witness not realize I'm trying to lead him now. <laughs> of course, besides his day job as defendant, uh, former president has a side hustle running to be the next president in 2024. And according to leaks, his campaign is warning potential DeSantis staffers they won't be hired to work for the former president. Take that. DeSantis employees, if you go work for Ron, you might never get the chance to go to prison, be disbarred, or destroy your legacy as an American hero in front of a dildo store. Wow. Dildo store. <laughs> Fixes everything. <laughs> I could say any sentence and end it with the words dildo store. <laughs> or get a laugh. Reportedly, this rule came after the ex-pres lost several staffers to a DeSantis super PAC, including a top communications aide named Matt Wolking, who tweeted yesterday that, with DeSantis as president, we will finally be able to win so much that we'll be tired of all the winning. <laughs> what? Tired of all the winning? I can see why the ex-president is pissed. They're stealing all his best lines. <laughs> that explains the governor's new slogan, DeSantis 2024, I guess the people that do the paper or somebody put pictures together. We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Mary J. Blige. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my friends. Ladies and gentlemen. You are in luck, because my first guest tonight is a nine-time Grammy Award-winning artist and the queen of hip-hop soul. She's now written a children's book called Mary Can. Please welcome to The Late Show, Mary J. Blige! <laughs> hey. hey! So lovely. So lovely to have you on at last. I've never had a chance to interview you. But I, you may not remember this, but we met briefly 
in 2014 at the uh, the French state dinner at the Obama White House. Right, that's right. You you were there, and you you also performed for President Hollande, and he didn't bring a date, so I got to sit with Michelle Obama as her dinner guest, and here here you are, <laughs> right there performing. And I don't know if you can see who that guy is. That's me. That's me there clapping on the one and the three. <laughs> it's nice to see you again. Now, you've, you, you've, won, uh, you've won an Emmy. You've won nine Grammys. You have eight, eight multi-platinum albums nominated for two Oscars, one for singing, one, one, one for acting. But when you look back at, at your, your career, illustrious and ongoing, what are you proudest of that you have done? I'm, I'm, I'm proudest of all of it. I mean, it, it all means something to me. And um, most of all, just... There's yeah. not one thing that sticks out, I, nothing sticks I out. Mean, I mean, I, I have to say, um, the two Oscar nominations were a complete shock to me. And um, I didn't think I was going to get nominated for an Oscar for my acting, you know? That, mm. So that blew me away. Like, I... <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Performance <laughs> blew people away, yeah. so that helps. Yeah. You know, you're adding author to your list of accomplishments right now. You've written a book called Mary Can. Yes. Okay, it's Mary Can, not Mary Can, right? It's Mary Can. Mary Can, yes. Mary Can. <laughs> yes. Well, well, obviously you're Mary, and and obviously Mary Can, based upon the number of things that you've done already. But what inspired this idea for you? Just being told that you can't, you know. Who told you you can't, Mary? Some jerk. <laughs> oh, him. And, you know, and um, it, was, it wasn't a good time, but I took that darkness and I turned it into light for some child, you know, anywhere in the world that's being told they can't. Or someone, you know, I mean, it's a ch children's book, you know what I mean? So I took my darkness and turned it into light for someone. So, you know, that's... It, you know, it was inspired by real, real hard times in my life. Yeah. And who, who were the people, for me, it was my mom, but who were the people for you who gave you faith in yourself and your ability to do? Uh, my mom, um, I would sing around the house and she would let me sing around the house. Mm -hmm. um, my Did your mom sing too? Yeah, my mom, she has a scholarship for singing. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Did yep. you start off in the church? Um, I started off singing in, in, um, in church, yeah. Not like professional gospel, but like, sure, but, yeah. you know, in church, like the little Pentecostal church, you write your church songs, and then you go and you sing for the... Yeah? <laughs> yeah, we used to write church songs, and we'd go and sing for everybody. You wrote your own church songs? Yeah, we wrote our own ch church songs. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Did you have a favorite? Bubbling. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. You don't have to do it, but tell me, <laughs> but tell me how... I'm curious how bubbling... <laughs> how does bubbling fit into the story of Jesus? Well, well, because he... he, he he was bubbling in our soul. He made us happy, you oh, know? That's, sure. And that's how we felt when we were kids. He, you know? Jesus carbonates my soul. He made us soul. happy. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I like it. It's better for you than a Coke. <laughs> in May, you, you are, uh, you're hosting the second annual Strength of a Woman Festival in Atlanta. Well... Two-part two question here was, A, how did this festival get started? What does it mean to you? And I'll make a third part here, which is, what to you is the essential strength of a woman? Okay, well, this is the, um, the second annual Strength of a Woman Festival. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, what the strength of a woman means to me is what we do for the, the world. We bring, we, we bring children into the world. We are some of the strong, we're the strongest creatures, I think, women, you know. 
on, on the planet because no one can stand the pain that we can. And, um, and we're celebrating it on Mother's Day. And what, what better way to celebrate, you know, bring the, um, a, a festival to the, the world other than, you know, a Strength of a Woman festival other than Mother's Day because mothers are everything. Without mothers, there's none of this, you know, so, yeah. <clears throat> you, you are, besides, you know, a tremendous performer and obviously a humanitarian, you're a style icon. Mm -hmm. And not just, not just for the leopards, which <laughs> I appreciate. Or cheetah, I'm not sure how fast, how fast you could go in that dress, but... <laughs> You're also you're also known uh, quite famous for your extraordinary boots. We got on some of those. I have some tonight. Boots yeah. today. <laughs> we, let's just take a look at some of these right here. We got there. There you go. There we got one right there. There 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 you go. That's nice. Uh huh. That's what I'm talking about. All right. There it is. How about that? Right there. All right. I'm gonna ask you an impossible question. All right, Mary J. Blige, you only get to wear one pair of boots for the rest of your life. What pair of boots is it? What do you choose? Come on, man. I, no, I can't. I, I, I could never answer that question. I have 10,000 pairs of boots that I absolutely love. You have to <laughs> I'm answer. exaggerating, but I have a lot of boots. So. Really? Yeah, yeah. But you, you have, I'm sorry. We asked the tough questions here. This isn't... I, I, I this answer. isn't Meet the Press. This I, is The Late Show. We asked the tough questions. <laughs> this is my follow-up question. Would it be boots or would it be a different kind of shoe? It would definitely be boots. Definitely boots. Why do you like the boots? Because they're comfortable and shoes are not... Shoes and Why? Yeah. Because the boots hold your leg? What is it? Feels like a hug? What is it? Well, it, they, they kind of feel like sneakers when you get the right ones. And um, shoes are just, you know, the little one strap that go across the toe. Those feel it. like sneakers <laughs> to you? Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you I'd love to see you play basketball in those. <laughs> you got to see me perform in them. Okay, I yeah, have I seen perform. you perform in well, boots. Well, there you go. <laughs> now, we have to take a quick break, but if you can stay there and you can stay there, we'll be right back with more Mary J. Blige, everybody. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm here with the author of Mary Can. It's Mary J. Blige, everybody. Hip-hop turns 50 this year, and as the queen of hip-hop soul... What, what, what do you make of the last 50 years of the progression of this art form, which has really changed modern music and, and modern culture, and where do you see it going in the next 50 years? Um, I think it's been amazing because hip-hop has given our, our culture a voice, has given everybody a voice and a, a, a place to speak their truth, their truth to. You know, from Jay-Z to Nas to Biggie, they're all speaking their truth through, through music, from Rakim to Karis One to LL Cool J. Everyone's speaking what they've lived and what they're living and what they've done through that music and it's given them, like, some form of therapy. And um, that's what hip-hop has, has done. And, and I hope it continues to do that. And I hope it stays around for a long time because the new generations are doing the exact same thing. You're returning to the camera as Monet in Power Book 2, Ghost. Mm -hmm. And I, as a, you know, as a, as a multi-talented uh, artist, 
um, in multidisciplines. What is it about acting that you get, what do you get from acting that you don't get from other forms of expression that you do? Well, um, acting is just kind of new for me. I mean, I've been acting for a long time, but- You're nominated I, for an Oscar. I, I, listen, listen, no. But I, I told you I didn't see that coming. That's why I said it's new but for me because I'm still studying. But you saw it go. I mean, it happened. <laughs> you can't say, like, I don't know about acting. You are an Oscar. I am not an Oscar oh, nominee, it, and I call myself an actor sometimes. No, it's, it's fairly new, and that's why I said I didn't see the Oscar coming because I, I, I still have a lot of work to do. And, and acting is a challenge, you know? Mm -hmm. it, it challenges me to study more, to study the craft more. When singing is just, I, I can do that in my sleep. I can sing and dance and run around in my sleep. Because but of all the work you put hard. into it already. It, because, yeah, 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 because I'm a, I'm a veteran at it. And acting, I'm still learning and growing. So it's a challenge and, and I like a challenge. Do you, are there, are there any people that you uh, admire or aspire to be as a performer, as an actor? I mean, I, mean. I, I love Angela Bassett. Um, she's one of my favorites. Um, you have Taraji, you have um, Regina King, Regina Hall, Queen Latifah. Um, and the list just keeps, you know, going on. It's, yeah, I aspire to be as good as them or Denzel, you know, one day. You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you have any stories? A lot of people who are, you know, getting into performing also have some stories that they really want to tell. Is there, a, is there a story you'd like to see made to be part of? Like, is there someone you'd like to play? I, I, I always wanted to play Nina Simone because oh, she plays... Sure. Because I want to learn how to play the piano. I want to sure, learn sure. how to, you know... And I love her songs. They're very dark and moody, and sure. I, I can always find a place for that. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely wanted to, want to play her. Um, well, Mary, it was so lovely to meet you. It's Finally nice have to, you on. Nice to see you again. <laughs> I'll see you at the White House next time, okay? I'll see you at the White House next time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Late Show Pod Show listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. Enjoying this episode of the Late Show Pod Show? Then head to cohst.app slash late show or visit the link in the description to fill out our quick two-minute survey all about getting to know you.